Oh. <laughs> Nothing. He didn't miss it. Not saying it again. Fucking thing. Play Freebird. Shut up. Whoa. How often do you get asked that? To play Freebird? Yeah. A yeah. lot. Every night. Like a disappointing amount? Uh, you, yeah. You, you wouldn't be surprised. Oh, a shit, lot. We're live live. I switched it over because I didn't want to play this song again for the second time. Or yeah. for the, sorry, for the third time. I had uh, one night this guy kept yelling it and it got under my skin and I had a microphone. And I was like, hey, uh, dude, that was good. stop fucking yelling, play Freebird. And the band leader was like, don't yell at people in the audience. <laughs> don't do that. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just, I, I was uh, like, fuck, no, you should so be able to yell at skin. You should be able to yell at certain yeah. people like comedians dealing with hecklers. Yeah. I had a, okay. I had a gig on a Friday where we finished and the, the, <laughs> these two guys who were like really into our whole last set, just at the very end, would not stop yelling, Freebird! While we're off the stage. We're yeah. like, and we're, some of us are tearing down. And he's, they're still just going, Freebird! Hey, play Freebird! Uh, and then they, they came over and they're like, You didn't play Freebird! And I was like, No. Are you, you know, dumb? No. You're already done. Are Why you the dumb? fuck would we have played Freebird? What is wrong with you? So Ian, who's in the chat right now, if you're curious why we're talking about this and how long we've been talking about it, <laughs> it's pretty much since you put that in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thanks for uh, rattling the nest. I don't know. Yeah. Shaking, the, Shaking the, the nest. <laughs> Shaking the rattle. Shaking the rattle. There you go. I'm a baby. <laughs> Morning. Welcome to Don't Be the Artists. I'm Hagen. I'm Dave. I'm Adam. I'm Baby. <laughs> uh huh. I'm Jackson. Give us your best baby. No. Damn it. That's pretty good. I want to make sure that can't happen. <laughs> That's pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. I'm working on making sure I can't give anyone my best baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you guys ever gotten tired of like a song, not a cover song, like a song you've been part of writing? Like playing live. I never thought, no, I'll give you time to think about this, but I've never, I never thought that that would happen. But there was one song, that moniker. I think when we released it, like I like the song now. I, songs, they come and go. If you asked me my favorite song three years ago, I would have said something different from now. And it always changes. But there was one song that when we released it, like I think we had this feeling we had to play it every night. And it got to the point, like I think like two years after releasing it, that I was just like, hey, can we not do that one for What a song bit? was it? I don't want to say. Why not? Because I don't want people to think that it's a bad song or anything like that. I'll uh, tell I you think later. it's okay to just get oh, okay. tired of a song. I think I know what song it is. It starts but, with an S. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm. And um, it's not the one you're thinking. Uh, so I think that I've had that um, only... I can't think of the song, but I could think of the band and I can't decide if it was like, because the song is sticking out, but the experience with the band is sticking out. So I can't decide if it was the band itself <laughs> or if there was a song um, in particular, but I, I, I can think of being like, oh, I just don't want to play that song right now. You know? Well, yeah. well but, nothing's in a vacuum. So like, sure. I don't think like it being the band is necessarily the wrong reason. Right. Yeah. Like there are like songs that I used to love that, uh, yeah, that song 1979 by um, mm -hmm. the pumpkins. Uh, uh, Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. I uh, used to have that ding, 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 ding uh, as my ringtone. And now every time I hear that without any like lyrics or something, go, like, hello, I have the Pavlovian <laughs> response of like, where the fuck's my phone? <laughs> I wish I didn't do that. It really <laughs> That's a good me way out. to it's ruin a song. It's a great song. song. Like same with uh, setting a, a song as like your alarm is just yeah. a good way to ruin it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Have yeah, you I, gotten I, tired I have, of song? Yeah, I have songs now that I'm tired of, not in like, not that I'm a part of, but cover certain cover songs. I'm like, I don't ever want to play um, the Cupid Shuffle 
ever again. Is that to the left, to yeah. the left? I'm so tired of that. But that probably comes up a lot. Yes. Oh, yeah. You can't can't believe you're, play it. can't believe you're tired of that. That sounds like a blast. Uptown it's a horrible Funk. song. I love playing Uptown <laughs> Funk. Yeah, that's like the, the like white people kryptonite. That's a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Uptown Funk is a great song. I love playing that. Killian's wrong, by the way, yeah. in the chat. Killian in the chat said, she's fine, goes hard, though. It's not that one. Since it's I changed the bass line. I like that song. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I did Oops. put a, I put a uh, song up on our uh, social media post today that was before you, our uh-huh. original bassist, and I listened to the, the part of the song. I was like, do I hate this bass line right here? And I was like, no, I'm cool with it right here. Right. And I was good with it. But I, I do, when I post those songs, I like listen to it, and I'm like, is this the part I want people to hear? Yeah. Am I good with this? <laughs> I, I had the same thought when you made that post, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to listen to this bass line again. And I was like, uh, I, think yeah. I, I think I like it, but I, I'm, I'm okay with it. But I think that it like the, the tone is just horrible. Right. But <laughs> Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing you can change about that. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. you got to re-record Dave's version. So. Well, everybody, I would love to do that. We have talked about that. and mm-hmm. like uh, Moniker Dave's version. Yeah. 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 <laughs> If we ever uh, get financially stable as a band, yeah. Inspired by Taylor Swift, moniker <laughs> Dave's version. <laughs> yeah. Build a whole we press finally have that. the bass rights back for moniker. We can do it. I would be <laughs> we can do it. I would be so fucking pissed trying to record the, the bass line I wrote for She's Fine. I, I, I'm doing I, it consistently for the entire song. We've talked about doing, like, we're re-recording stuff. I, like, genuinely, I think that unless it, we were all down, I think I'd be so fucking pissed. Like, right now, if you're like, hey, I have a session booked, we're going to re-record and do Dave's bass lines. You'd be like, I just don't want to re-record these songs. What the fuck? <laughs> well, even, like, yeah, like, I, I have thought about that of, like, there was one time we were going to release a single, and I was like, I'm going to record, like, an acoustic version of one of our songs and it's i'm not gonna get you guys in it it's just gonna be me as a quick like here's a single here's a b-side not gonna be on any record um and i started like demoing it out just like pre-production stuff and i quickly was like no no and like i liked i i like rewrote the song like it was in a different tuning i completely changed up everything and i was super happy with it and i'll play it live but i was not happy with the process of like, no, I've done this. Um, it, it It's like looking at an old video game or old like CGI in a movie. It's just like, of course it looks different, but yeah, you're not going to yeah. go re-record everything. There has to be some like, well, yeah, that's our first two releases. It's, just it's how like it is. Yeah. first EP, first LP, like you're learning. And I we're still just, learning now. I could just put it in GarageBand and, and re-record part over it you mean you i mean, have the stem keep everything in there you mean we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna like eventually see like uh like a like a star wars a new hope jj abrams version i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but they're like even outside of that like just the bass parts like they're like some of those songs we've restructured i guess because of bass parts or solos mm-hmm. but like um like even then like there are songs that you sing on now hey and, and I, you sing on two days yeah. that like as simple as that throwing like those vocals those yeah. harmonies on, I was like, yeah, that's much better. I, I find it weird when bands have multiple singers live, but when the studio recording is just the lead singer tracking all the vocals, I find that a little weird sometimes. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I I'm, am a I'm, lead singer, though. Yeah. <laughs> Said the lead singer. I think, I, think for, I think mostly I'm okay with that, too. I, I, that, that seems, for the most part, fine with me. If you have, so let's, let's take someone who notoriously stacks their vocals, Elliot Smith. Mm-hmm. 
if you have like there's only there was only one Elliot Smith. So when he's playing live and he has a live band at some points, like I think it's still like good. Like let's get some of these harmonies in. But like part of the effect of like listening to his music and Modest Mouse is the same way is like, yeah, you can hear that. It's the same guy like yeah. multiple times and it's super unique. So there there are examples. I get why it would kind of like as a performer, it would kind of like make you twinge a little bit. But yeah. I don't know. I, I try to think of it that way. <laughs> I, I, I also think of it as like uh, uh, sometimes maybe maybe it's because of, of particular singers being very uh, individual or maybe it's just easier. A lot of times singers aren't the best at blending, even in a studio session when you have the space to like. You mean over. like multiple? Yeah, yeah. Like, like that makes you, sense. Like, like even if you're in like a studio session, we have the time to like go multiple over and over and over again. Let's make sure I can get the right everything that'll sound good, and you have the studio that can like help make it work. I imagine that it's a lot easier in the end to have one person do all of that, so that way it blends on the recording a lot better. Good point, asshole. <laughs> I agree with you. Thanks. <laughs> Shit. Well, as they say, you know, in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, did anybody watch the Oscars? I, uh, I just watched clips. No. Yeah, clips. yeah. I watched some of the. Well, Adam, you. I didn't the... see any clips or anything even. So yeah. Okay. I, I heard you know everything everywhere all at once won everything, which is kind of what I expected, and that was yeah. about it. I I I got a I like got a kick out of uh, people being really mad about uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis winning uh, best supporting actress. Why? Because a- Angela Bassett was supposed to win, I guess. Uh, okay, supposed yeah. to. Well, it was like I guess she was I guess she was snubbed last year. They say that every year. She got her. snubbed again this year. Yeah, but isn't that the whole like they give a career Oscar basically to, you know, an actor who's like never won for the right movie, listen, but then they're in something that's winning all the awards, like everything, everywhere, all at once, and then they give her an Oscar because. Listen, I I, I got I I, I don't know. All all I know is people were really upset. Michael B. Jordan walked out and did the "Hey Auntie" from from Black Panther because she didn't win. He was like giving her a nod. I'm like, that's awkward. That's real awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of shitty to be like, oh, I don't like that somebody else won. Well, yeah, somebody else that's, has that's, to win. That's like, not shows, Jamie Lee Curtis's fault. No, yeah. no, no. That's just that's just award shows. Yeah, I, th- I did see her acceptance speech, and I thought it was funny that they were showing on the big screen pictures from the Michael Myers movie but she was talking about everything everywhere all at once. And I was like, does she know what movie she won for? And then I thought, do they win for a movie or is it for their work that year? It's no, they win for, for, a, movie. for a specific it's movie. Officially right? on paper, it's for that movie. But yeah. in reality, it's what have you done in your career? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's a lot of the case of this is she's even been in interviews and said like, I shouldn't win this. What, yeah. what age were you when you realized that Mike Myers and Michael Myers were different people? I'm Canadian. So I knew that immediately. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, pro- probably old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah older than I, I should have been. My probably. partner was this this year's age uh, <laughs> when she found out. Yeah, and huh. still to this day, like, and, and also another thing I always have to explain to her is um, that it's William Shatner's face. No, I don't do that. Um, I have to explain to her the difference between uh, Mark Strong and Stanley Tucci. I was like, mm. well, it, it's pretty easy. Mark Strong is typically the bad guy. Not always, but typically. And Stanley Tucci is always funny and like really lovable. And they don't look. They look well, pretty similar. I don't think they they look that similar. They look pretty similar. I don't see it. Yeah. I, uh, it as long okay, as they don't yeah. talk. No, I see it. If they I don't talk, it. yeah. Kind of. Kind no, of. The, the more I stare at Mark yeah, Strong, it's just because they're both actors. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's they're both bald white men. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Stanley but Tucci. like, uh, 
there were like two musical performances that I'm aware of. There was Rihanna doing a song from Black Panther. I assume the Wakanda Forever one. I was gonna say there should have been five because don't they have every best song nominee perform? Maybe. <laughs> I think for a guy who didn't watch anything about it, he sure knows a lot about it. (laughs) Well, in the past, that's what they've done. Call it the albums. Nice. (laughs) That's not the Oscars. Just little statues of. (laughs) Oh man, I would try a lot harder if that was the case. (laughs) Um, I would have watched then. Yeah, we got to make that happen. (laughs) The albums. Yeah. At the end end of the year year. party. Yeah. Anybody anybody have a three D (laughs) printer? I know some people. Yeah. 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 I know a guy who's trying to three D print a car right now. I'm like, oh, oh man, that let me know when you're good. finished so I can avoid this area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, um, Lady Gaga did a, a song from Top Gun. Um, and she like she talked before it started. Like 30 seconds of talking, which like you're like 30 seconds not that long, but like it feels like forever when you're like, this isn't supposed to be happening. You yeah. shouldn't be talking right now. Yeah. And you could tell by like the camera movement and the band, like just kind of sitting there watching her attentively waiting for her to start. Cause like they don't want to be the one who fucks up for not paying <laughs> attention. Uh, but she like, it was a super stripped down performance. It wasn't the lady Gaga that you think of. And like looked like either super minimal makeup, but no, or to me it appeared to no makeup at all. I'm, I'm aware of that, that, yeah, typically a no makeup look is actually makeup just in a different way. Yeah. But uh it was super interesting. I hated the song, but I it was super interesting seeing this like somebody who is glitz and glam be so pulled back and like just like not she didn't stand up the entire time. She was on a stool, like it was so pulled back. And uh yeah. That's I, cool. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. The Rihanna performance was Pretty similar to the Super Bowl in the sense that she's kind of stationary. She's not yeah. moving around. I mean, she's pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Like, very pregnant. But she also had a nine-month-old baby backstage. Oh, really? That's what Jimmy Kimmel said at some point. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm confused. <laughs> People can have multiple line? babies? <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah what's the timeline here? <laughs> yeah, how does that work? Hmm. Yeah, somebody do the math. I don't there. know that we need to linger on that one for too long. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. The, other than that, like the Oscars is that's not our thing. No, no that's no. not my thing. No, not my thing. Um, not yeah. my chair. Uh, no, <laughs> not my chair. Not my fucking. Problem. You can't uh, not understand. Hug me. I'm scared. And then start referencing that video. I don't. I can do whatever I oh, want. Yeah. Did you watch that? What? Don't hug me. I'm scared. No, we didn't do that last time. We should do that this time. You want to watch Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? Well, not like this second, but you know, when we're done. I could auto-tune it real quick. That's true. Oh. 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 Ah. Roll credits. Ah. Roll them. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, was there any other news this week? Yeah. There was like there was like drama in the metal community, but I don't Ooh, think you guys really care about that. Always drama in the metal community. It was like there's a guy there's a guy named Ronnie Radke. Ronnie Radke, uh, Radke. I don't know how to say his last that name. That dude's a streamer. It like a he's a Radke. He's a fucking giant piece of shit. Yeah, he's uh, a streamer. He, that's uh, from uh, Falling in Reverse, right? Yeah, but he was in another band before that as well. Uh, but he also has been convicted of crimes and has been free for a little bit and. Um, is like basically like there was Twitter drama between him and a guy named Andy Sizik, who is a singer for a band called Macari and a band called Monuments. And basically like Ronnie Radke was coming at like this, this, he was like, you can't always, uh, like Get what you want. Yeah, that's it. And he's like, you have <laughs> to let people album. 
He's like, mm-hmm. you have to let people grow. You can't like just hold people by like what they their mistakes they've made in the past. And the person that he assaulted like retweeted and was like, so you mean that I'm supposed to forget that you like choked me and shoved me against a wall and all this other stuff? And then this guy Andy Sizik got involved and was like, yeah, uh, Ronnie Radke's a piece of shit. And Ronnie was like, wait till we meet in person. Like all of this like back and forth. It was like. I'm gonna, whole... <laughs> gonna hurt you again, man. Yeah, uh, it was it was a whole thing. I think you can hold certain people accountable for their actions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it depends yeah. on the actions also, and Certainly. that doesn't sound good. Certainly, yeah, exactly. especially because he he then is like saying that like like the girl was lying about all of it, and like it's just like, dude, you've been convicted of crimes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that that's not really news. It's just a drama in the metal community. Mm-hmm. Some tea. Some tea. Cool. Black tea. I love black tea. Best tea. No, Earl. Well, Earl Grey is a type of black tea, but yeah, Earl Grey, best. Mm. Best yeah. tea. Yeah, best, best tea. tea. Earl Grey. I'm like uh, Captain Picard. That's he loves Earl Grey. That's his thing. Does he? Yeah. You, you, you know, I've always thought. Is that someone's a Star like, Trek reference? And someone's like, yeah. Who? Yeah. Is, Next who generation. Is, who is Jackson like? I always think, fucking Captain Picard. That's exactly. It's <laughs> 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 like the name. <laughs> Data. <laughs> that's a that's a Star Trek reference. Got it. Yeah. That's two I also mentioned Bill Shatner. <laughs> yep. That's, yeah, that's a Star Trek reference. Good old Billiam himself. Yep. Billiam Billiam Shatner. Yep, that's true. They, just just his name alone, Star Trek yeah. reference. Yeah. 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 Mm. So we had the idea of talking about music technology and then we kinda we backpedaled thinking like, oh well that's way too broad. We should uh we should kind of pick some technologies. And so we started with um, uh, auto-tune. That's what mm-hmm. we're going to start with. Uh, we kind of figured it'd just be fun to kind of talk about it, talk, you know. I, I mean, I I can give a general history. Do, does anybody have, like, Hagen, did you have something you wanted He's to? He's got the, I just, the I just, research I, iPad out. I, I just have, I just have like, like, little notes about, like, parts of the history of auto-tune and little things I wasn't planning on going through a whole, but I have it pulled up just in case. Well, so I think that you already know. Do Adam or Dave, do you guys know when Auto-Tune was like created? Mm-hmm. I don't, but I'm going to assume it's earlier than people think. What do you think? Like, what what would be a reasonable time? It doesn't have to be an exact What's year. reasonable? Mm, n- not, not reasonable. No, no it's not reasonable. <laughs> That's totally unreasonable. Not reasonable, Adam. Come on. Yeah, Jesus. so it was uh, 1996. There, there's the I wasn't argument. That far off. I was maybe seven years off. There's an <laughs> argument if you're uh, adding like <laughs> vocoders and like voice boxes that like yeah that stuff was that happening. The yeah. patent for auto tune was 1996 or 97. So yeah, yeah. but like vocoders and um, uh, talk, talk boxes, boxes are not pitch correction. Right. It's not yeah. what that is. Yeah, they can create like similar effects, but it's not the same method. Basically, right. Yeah, it, it's not even that it's a similar effect. It what you think auto tune is, yeah, it does sound similar right. to that. But what auto tune like? Well, what it's was initially? For, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not supposed to sound that robotic. And there's right. there's like the the distortion of vocals. That's like the commonality is that is there's there's all these effects can can distort vocals. But auto tune actually has the intention of correcting pitch using equal temperament. And there's like all this stuff with like the like it, it can do it only by a semitone. And which is a half step. Sorry, uh, I don't know why I said semitone. Um, but it could, but because uh, I think that's the terminology they use. Yeah, but so but they're both right. They're the same yeah. thing. I just yeah. I only think of I only would ever say half step. But hmm. um, so it, let's see here. 
it uh but it uses like a lot of like very specific um like algorithms to detect pitch and the one one of the main things that it actually does differently that i didn't know across the board of than other he does this better than other services is that it can actually detect the human voice better and like no it can hear diphthongs and correct diphthongs and stuff hmm. like that can oh, you give whoa. me an example of a diphthong yeah actually yeah there's a sentence i never no highway cowboy that the, that sentence has five diphthongs in it no hmm. highway cowboy oh yeah can you explain a diphthong to me? <laughs> to to a Jason He's a DJ, right? To yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Avicii, Daft Punk, <laughs> Diplo. Uh, two uh, two adjacent vowel sounds. So uh, high, high, way, uh, cow, boy. Sorry, <laughs> you were doing that. <laughs> flipping you off. <laughs> Fucking out, um, highway cowboy. Uh, no highway cowboy, you piece of fucking shit. <laughs> so um, the. The guy who invented um, uh, Auto Tune is uh, so like also Auto Tune uh, like is it's like saying Kleenex even though it's facial tissue yes. or mm -hmm. Q-tip. Yeah. Um, what, what would you call Q-tip? Like what is that? A swab? Like a cotton swab? Co cotton swab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's right. Um, yeah, I know. Auto tuning is. <laughs> we've gotten to the point where like there, there's like hundreds of cotton swab. You piece of fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> um. <laughs> pitch correction derailed pitch correction is uh, the real the umbrella and there's so many out there i would argue the best one is melodyne at this point yep um but autotune is what we call it and that is an actual like that's a software right uh, like a patented name that kind of thing is that uh, sorry copywritten trademarked name. trademarked yep, yep. Mm -hmm. um tm yeah, so it was developed by uh Good job, man. <laughs> That's not a diphthong. <laughs> it was developed by uh Dr. Andy Hildebrand. Uh, uh what do you think he was doing before he developed this? It was not music and it weren't creative either. Oh, I was gonna assume he was some professor at MIT or something. No, I think it was Michigan. Plastic no, no, surgery. No. Rice. That's where he got his uh and here in good old Texas. Okay. Rice University is where he got his doctorate. I'm going to say he was a plastic surgeon. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay, well, you're wrong. Uh, electrical. <laughs> That's not even close. Electrical engineer. Any guesses what field he was working in? I know where he worked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. At the calculator store? Yeah. No. Even worse. Oil and gas. And it uh, was. Exxon. Yeah. Mm, so yep. what he, huh. he, he specifically worked in uh, working in this. Um, what he specialized in apparently early on in his career he was working on a lot of like hardware and then he um then pivoted over it was like oh i don't really like doing this i'm gonna get a doctorate and uh, i'm gonna get my phd in um uh engineering so i can work more in the theoretical i want to fine-tune that kind of way so he cut his teeth uh and he he was doing this for i think it was like 20 or 30 years something like that like yeah he's he, not like a young guy coming out and be like i'm gonna make god of tune now mm. i'm going to do something creative um so what he specialized in when he was working in engineering was a stochastic approximation theory i don't know a single fucking word you just said so i looked it up <laughs> and i read and to my the best of my knowledge the way this works and there's like all these like uh equ equations on my screen right now um uh sorry i just did it oh, no, never mind <laughs> uh it, it was a diphthong yeah that's, that's a diphthong yeah, yeah. I'm wearing a dip thong. <laughs> What's a dip G string? Can you tell me uh, what that is? 
three adjacent vowel sounds. Assless chaps. <laughs> Whale tail. <laughs> um, so he sto- stochastic approximation theory. My best understanding of this, and I could be approximating wrong here, uh, is that what it is is it's basically using like lidar technology, which is uh, like basically uh, like GPS okay. is where it is, um, and applying that in the oil fields to approximate where the um, the oil, oil is, is. Yeah, where this... you're supposed to drill, because you have so much interference between uh, where the sensor is down to where the oil is. Yeah, that's what, my understanding. Uh, th- th- this describes it as like sonar generated uh, data and location for oil. So he like he 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 created a bunch of algorithms to use like sonar to help locate oil deposits and stuff. Just listening for boop, boop. Yeah, listening for ka-ching. Yeah, I think it was more of a visual thing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So then, uh, where he went from there? Do you know like why he uh, decided to do? I, 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 all I could see, all I could find was that he he combined his technical know-how with his passion for music. <laughs> so my understanding was that, and this might just be some anecdotal story that he's told over the years to like uh, stock traders, that kind of thing. Yeah, is that he um, basically his friend's wife made a joke one day of like, oh yeah, I can sing. I would just need like some one of your fancy equations to actually you know make me be able to you know hit the right notes and like apparently that gave him the you know the idea of like oh and that was I wonder the birth if I could of do the that. modern pop star mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so he did that and and basically he he created this uh this little widget called autotune um just for the sake of uh so everyone's on the same page here i'm going to play y'all a little bit of an autotune uh, this i recorded right before i came here this is <gasps> it's you no it's oh. not me <laughs> I, I was I, like, like just total side note. So I have this, this, this whole like audio interface thing that has vocal effects on it. I can't put auto tune on this. Well, I was so let's, fucking pissed. Have you ever like set up Melodyne or yeah. auto tune? Yeah. yeah. You have to put it through like a certain key. Yeah. People think that like auto tune is this thing you can just sing <laughs> in and it's like, cool. <laughs> Who was the rapper that fell off the stage when auto tune was still on? I don't Did know. you hear that or uh, see that video? I remember that. She's yeah. like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In what so key? <laughs> yeah, so uh, what uh, I'm about to show you, I'm going to show you a little uh, clip of my partner singing. If you'll recognize it, you know, it, big props to anybody who can uh, recognize what this song is from. Uh, but I'm going to play you a little clip of the uh, untuned one, and then I will play you what is um, the, the auto-tuned. Know what you need. You want your little baby socks for your little baby feet. So a little bad note right there. Let's uh let's put through uh this is the that was uh, baby shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does anybody know what song that's from? Or what show that's from? Uh no. No. A kid's show? Know. Yeah. Bluey? <laughs> no, it's not Bluey. It's adventure time. Oh. Uh, so then I'm going to put this into the, uh, this is Logic's, uh, just already onboard pitch correction. It's called pitch correction. Uh, I put it through, uh, this is the A sharp or B flat minor pentatonic scale. Let's go with B flat. Yeah. We're not A sharps. I did A sharp. We don't A sharp around. That sucks. Baby, uh. I know what you need. You want your little baby socks for your little baby feet. So that is the sound that everybody associates as auto-tune. If anybody wants to be auto-tuned, we could do it right now live. Yep. You yep. just got to give me 
You gotta give me. We gotta settle I on just, a note. I can just auto tune uh, in the, the session. Also, I can yeah. just auto tune the whole session. Don't do that. That's <laughs> that would be <laughs> so <laughs> annoying. That would be funny for like a couple of seconds. Um, yeah, and 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 you guys know like the first like popular song to use auto tune, right? Yeah. Al- yeah. Album? Do you I know? don't. <gasps> God, yes. we're just gonna like. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Uh, something that probably came out in the late '90s. I don't know what that would be, but yeah, yeah. when when we tell you what it is, you're gonna be like, oh, right. Uh, believe by Cher. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Told you. And she wasn't using it in the um the intended purpose. Is no, what yeah. they said it was it was it was for the the vocal distortion effect. That was right. that was the whole thing. Um, yeah, that it it, it it wasn't because they needed to fix anything, which is like the one of the biggest things I feel like. So like Auto Tune was built with the intention of correcting pitch, but I feel like a lot of times, which we'll get to it, obviously a lot a lot of its like history has been built on just an effect, not necessarily because a pitch needs to be corrected. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, and it, that was it was so popular that people called it the um the share effect. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't yeah. being called Auto Tune. They're like, oh, that that's fucking. That's the share effect. Yeah. The guy was probably so pissed about his trademark. It, it, it makes you think <laughs> about when um, you would hear these stories about like Eddie Van Halen when he was tapping before anyone was tapping at that kind of level on his guitar. Uh, that like during shows when he would get to that part and like or when he would play Eruption, he would put his back to the crowd because he was worried people were going to steal that i know we, you, yeah we've talked about this i know before. you clarified on his guitar in that but i like to imagine that eddie van halen was just tapping people <laughs> <laughs> just walking around just tapping people he's just like this is the, my secret he's just doing hammer-ons. This is, <laughs> i'm always like, tapping yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i i do think like i wonder if like Cher was real protective of like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I can't. I don't, yeah, know, yeah. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I'm an auto. That's my share impression. I'm an auto. Yeah, that. <laughs> that's what share sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jesus, isn't she Canadian? No, is she? Is share Canadian? There's he, he, Dave would know. Yeah, he would know. I, yeah, I know. He every knows all Canadian. She is not Canadian. No, exactly. I was in Colombia. She is from a CA, but it's not Canada. <laughs> I was in Colombia one time, which is nowhere. It's like. Well, it's not in Canada, obviously. Anyway, <laughs> I met this guy and he goes, Hey, uh, you're from Canada. I'm like, Yeah. He goes, Do you fucking know this guy? And I was like, I actually do. <laughs> I fucking actually do know this guy. I hate that. I hate that this is happening. Public service announcement Columbia is not in it's Canada. It's not in Canada. <laughs> Turns out. But is it, know, a, is it an island? I don't know much about geography, but no. uh, <laughs> Columbia is not in Canada. <laughs> cool. Um, like, I fucking do know this guy. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So, like, auto tune. Uh, does uh, did you look up how it works? Like the actual, like how it, n- not the equations, because there are like really long equations of uh, how it I, works. I, I looked up. I looked up like part of how it works, but it still was like, oh, this is confusing. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw. Did. Uh, so let me let me know if this uh, coincides with what you read. Uh, but the best way that it was explained to me is so like, if you think of like when you record anything or just even the human voice, what we're hearing, they're waves. So think of a sine wave, which is just a sideways sideways S. Um, so let's say that, uh, you know, whatever, uh, a higher pitched note is a squished sine wave. It is a more squished sound wave. Whereas a lower pitched note is longer. So what it does is it basically finds like, okay, well, we know that this was a little off. We're going to move it up. But when you do that, you end up either stretching or um, compressing that um, 
sound wave. So then you have this issue where now you either have extra uh, humps on that wave or you have too, uh, too little. So what it does is it stretches or cuts off in that way. That is the basic like theory behind it. Only issue with my uh, like definition right there is that there's not uh, the the human voice isn't like some like I, I'm trying to think like it's not that simple. It's right, not just yeah. like that. There there's pops, there's cracks. It like it changes and in yeah. a more haphazard way. Yeah. Well, and also pitch has a lot of variables in it. In a, like it from the from the human voice as well. That's like uh kind of unpredictable like not just not just in like the the cracks and pops kind of way but like when a person sings a note it's very rare that it's just that one note right there's a ton of variable involved so like that's why that's why yeah but but like even still like um so this is why jazz singers are so impressive is because their straight tone and just pitch like pitch like perfection is so amazing they can just sing the one note they need to because they have those super tight harmonies they have to fit into but most singers don't have that kind of like amazing pitch matching or amazing you know that's especially considering that they've smoked two packs of cigarettes before coming to rehearsal true true yeah (laughs) that's great wonderful that's why they have straight tone though yeah Um, so basically I feel like we've given a good approximation of what auto tune is. Yeah. So people initially, it was, uh, meant to be this, um, just pitch, pitch correction. It wasn't meant to give you that kind of like robot. I I mean, that, that's what I think that sounds like a robot. It it very well could have been that if that share song had never gotten popular and if, uh, as was mentioned, T-Pain never discovered it or whatever. It, we would have never known that it really existed unless you were in the studio world. Do you know how T-Pain came across that? No. It was a Jennifer Lopez song, and I forget what song it is, but basically she, and it's not in the entire song. It's basically, it was stylistically that kind of like auto-tune robot noise um, by just like, or like it was only, I think like maybe two seconds, he said. And he was like, I heard that. And for years, I was trying to find the uh, good save, Dave. <laughs> uh, for years, nice. he was trying to find that sound. And then finally, somebody said, oh, yeah, that's auto-tune. He's like, boom, that's it. And yeah. then he like downloaded an application and just that that was his whole career. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like auto-tune was, was, was used, like, plenty before T-Pain got a hold of it. I, I don't know if you saw the, I mean, you probably know, but the Radiohead use. Yeah. Yeah. That, every video, every article yeah, I read yeah, about yeah. quotes Radiohead York. actually used it. Yeah. No, they quote a specific line this from the, Tom York. The desperately tries to, uh, it, yeah, so Tom York said, uh, the software, quote, desperately tries to search for the music in your speech and produces notes at random. If you've assigned it a key, you've got music. And so they're like, he said that when, because they, they specifically were using it on the Amnesiac album and for that exact, like trying to make it feel like disparate, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's just, that's one of those things where I'm like, Oh God, why do you just hear it over and over again? One, every article, everything I read or watched had to bring that up. I was like, fucking hell. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, the sh- the share thing, I was just like, hell yeah, I want to hear this song over and over again. I don't want to hear Tom York sound like prophetic or anything like that. I just want him to <laughs> write the music. Yeah. I like him now that he's married. He seems much happier. <laughs> <laughs> I like that photo of him meeting BB-8 on the Force Awakens red carpet. Yep. 
That's the one. Tom York I haven't one. seen that. Yeah. It's, I haven't it's either. beautiful. Um, he's like bent down to like be like, oh my god, it's, it's a little robot. <laughs> Happy Tom York. <laughs> I don't even know why the fuck he was there. I know that like they premiered that Probably in London, but like friends of J.J. Abrams. Weird. Maybe he likes Star Wars, man. But like, if I was J.J. <laughs> Abrams and I wrote, like, you have to be self-aware enough to know that, like, if you idolize Tom York and you think, like, oh, this is my way to get him in, you have to understand that, like, there is a very good chance that he's gonna be like corporate overlords, fuck Star Wars, that kind of thing. There's a very real chance he's gonna do that, and is that going to hurt you? For me, that would hurt me way more than it would help me to see him next to like a character I created. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it, it sounds like, I, if I had to guess, from just from my little knowings of Tom York, I bet he's a huge Star Wars fan. I bet he was so <laughs> so excited. You, Especially when it comes go? to the Force Awakens, that was like that was supposed to be like a resurgence <laughs> for so many Star Wars fans because it was like, yeah, we're back, we're making new shit. So I mean, yeah, that that I don't know if the camera's gonna get it. Is gonna get it. No, it's not. <laughs> you did your best. I think I, I, I'm. If I had to guess, Tom York's just a big, big old Star Wars fan. He saw that. He saw BB-8 and was like, "Oh, this, this is my new favorite." Let me sit down, crisscross applesauce. <laughs> yeah, he loved it when he did the little lighter thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, like, yeah, he probably likes that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it's true. I um, think I've seen that movie like fifty, 50 times. times. <laughs> Same. It came out like whenever. Not I on was, purpose. No, it was. It was. It was in our break room oh. at work. On repeat. It was on repeat in the break room. <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna Me- try. Meanwhile, and... Jackson's like, I've watched it 50 times. Just no, because. definitely. I definitely have. It came out. I loved Every it. Every Friday. And then no, no, no. I was like, this. This came out when I was in college. So like, I like bought the the DVD, the Blu-ray, I suppose. And then like, I would throw that and Lord of the Rings and the other Star Wars movies on when I was studying as like. I need something comforting on it, but I'm not going to pay attention to it. So, mm. like, have I sat and down and watched it? No, not that many times. Like, maybe like five times. That's why. That's why at that time he always he always quoted the "Who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. I still do that. Yeah. I love that. That's such a good line. Um, yeah. So auto tune. Uh, we're just like getting into the point where um, you know it, it became like popularized. There, there's. So people will say that like Daft Punk was auto-tuning. No, that's like, that's more talk box vocoder, but it, it does have that same quality. And like, like auto- on, on like around the world. Yeah. Well, yeah. all of their music, yeah. all of discovery, every time they sing, it's like in that robot voice. And I guess that's why I associate that with robot. Um, but, uh, God, somebody said what what a BB-8 in the chat. And that really just threw me off. What a BB-8. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the <laughs> there's a dog in the background too. I'm just fucked. <laughs> so uh, it, it, ori- it originally started as a you know pitch correction thing. Yeah, and then it I don't know like I guess it was share. Share is when it changed to the like oh this could be something completely different. And like by the way that like what I showed you uh, on that uh, obviously that was like a real quick uh, uh, auto tune yeah pitch correction. But like. What you do to get that is you set your scale. You, I knew I had to find the scale of that song. I set it, and then you dial up. Um, I don't know if it's called this in every single uh, software, but um, you basically dial up the the response to like immediately instead of it being kind of like some milliseconds off. Like you basically turn it up uh, the reaction to the pitch that it's getting 
to 100% so that it's immediately attacking. It gives a very, yeah. like, like clean, I guess, like, uh, reaction. T-Pain has, like, a specific setting that he uh, didn't want to tell anybody about for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> what we think of as autotune is that style. So then we get into, like, um, T-Pain. You uh, then... As we said, like Jennifer Lopez was clearly using it at some point. Share. I'm trying to think what like uh, well, Kanye West well, was yeah. using it after, for a while. After like the T Pain popularity, like then you have Lil Wayne, you have Kanye, you have Black Eyed Peas, all those giant artists at the time. Snoop Dogg were, were Kesha were, was big yep, on it too. Kesha was huge on that. <laughs> Snoop Dogg yeah. using yeah. auto tune. Yep. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, I saw it being called sensual seduction. I always thought it was sexual se- seduction. Sexual eruption. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> What the fuck is that? Like that's Eddie Van Halen poking people with a different yeah. part of his body. <laughs> so Daft Punk did that, actually. That use is it. his tapping song. Yeah. <laughs> Daft Punk used it on uh one more time. I'm sure they've used it on more than that. Uh Britney Spears used it prominently on yeah. Womanizer. Yeah. Well and and, and T Pain, oh, I, I don't know if T Pain had like was the founder of this app, but there was an app called I am T Pain that was just Dude. an auto tune. Oh app. man, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was probably like like two thousand like ten, two thousand nine. Early like days that. of yeah. the app store and yeah. Man, yeah. Bad. everybody had the the lighter on their phone too. Yep, yep. <laughs> and the and the beer glass. Yeah. The uh the indie rock scene really started to take it off. The, I mean the two most prominent examples that I'm aware of are Vampire Weekend. Uses it on a ton of songs, but uh, specifically the song uh California English, it is like turned up. That's the first yeah. song I ever saw like live with like the uh, auto tune effect. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. So the yeah. the usage of of auto tune it is also quite practical aside from its like effect that it does absolutely it's quite practical in the sense of like you can make it work in a way where it's like if someone is just a little bit flat it's good and you don't actually hear that in a recording yeah yeah no, and, right. and that's wouldn't the, that be like most of its use live for example would um yeah i think I, be I, small I, corrections like that i think most of its use uh, to me i would imagine that it'd be hard to like make it not sound overly done live uh with that like with with like that kind of thing but it i mean it, it is used live for a, a number of reasons like that in the studio at least it's a lot of times where it's like you might have a, a, like a 99 percent really great take and then just have one note that's like maybe i i don't i'm not really feeling where this one is let me just move it up just a little bit and we're good there's a really uh like there was a viral video for a while of taylor swift uh she goes to really belt this one note in a song and you just hear the auto tune immediately go whoop yeah. Uh, yeah so there's a lot of videos of that of like pop stars of that caliber uh doing that um which you know i can understand especially live imagine you're like okay well i have uh, a, a 150 date tour yeah and I, there's a, there's this new Holy single fuck. that's that's really popular where i hit a really high note mm-hmm. and like i'm not going to hit that 150 times in a row yeah i mean the smart thing to do is just like change the tuning no one at that show is going to notice it except for but the perfect pitch people but yeah there are no perfect pitch people at, at taylor, a taylor swift <laughs> and i don't mean that as oh. like a, oh they can't sing but i mean like jacob collier's not in that audience yeah. i know i, I know he's backstage like it would go to taylor swift yeah yeah, yeah. So do but I they're also going to be more forgiving like they're well, actually fuck this i don't know why i'm trying to <laughs> but no but I, my yeah. point still stands it's like yeah you need some help from time to time i remember when it first came out i was like oh this is fucking for idiots well and so here's the thing is yeah. that it's used 
everybody uses it. There's not a single person who doesn't use it now. And not necessarily in the sense of like that, like that robot uh, effect that you're thinking of. Like everybody uses it. I doubt there's a single song I've sang on that has not been yeah. a pitch corrected at some point. And I've yeah. even like told people like, Hey, it's okay. If you do that, I'm not upset if you do that. Well, I think that, I think the conversation now is why would people have, why would people be adverse to to autotune why is why is it a thing where people hear it and instantly have this like look down opinion or like this like ugh, why would you because people dare you use technology because it created mumble rap i think that's a like you can look at soundcloud rap and i think people there's a huge stigma on that like soundcloud scene yeah i think i i I think largely what i think of is that most people would say it's like cheating and and, yeah. and yeah. that's 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 usually where like I hear a lot of arguments go that are anti auto tune, um, just like they're anti triggers for drums because it's cheating. Well, you know, so where do we draw the line? Are we anti tuners for guitars? Well, well, this <laughs> yeah, is. What, what about click tracks? You're not supposed to use those. <laughs> well, this is this backing this, tracks. This is one of the things where like I feel like when you're talking about like um like an an effect that is added. Uh, I saw someone, I think I've probably mentioned this on the show before, but like triggers for drums are considered to be cheating in a lot of circles. And I saw someone compare it to just a pedal board for guitars Mm -hmm. because your guitar is not just going to make those noises. And auto-tune like, like does certain, does layers of, does like parts of that for you. And I think that there's like for for anybody who thinks that autotune is like cheating or a form of cheating, I understand the where where you're coming from with it. I just think that there's a lot of uses for it, and it can make the work a lot easier too, mm-hmm. right? It can make things more effective, and it can make your time in the studio make a lot more sense. You don't have to like not every singer is going to nail every single note ever. Not every guitar player is going to nail every single note they play ever, right? Also, imagine like. Imagine getting such a pristine pop song instrumentally, having everything just like completely clean, completely like there's no rough edges. It's perfect performance wise. And then throwing a just an acoustic vocal with like no other than like EQing and maybe some reverb, but no tuning at all. That now is going to sound like the worst vocal you've ever heard. So even like Beyonce, who is like one of those like just incredible singers and adele like they're getting pitch tuned or pitch corrected because if they didn't like then they wouldn't sound as good as they do and not because like oh they can't perform but because it's like well what they're competing with now is like it's much different than just you know and a set of acoustic instruments. Yeah. You. One yeah. of the, one of the things that like, like, like I said about like the, the human voice is like, there's so many like variables. One of the things also is that when we sometimes hear something, even as a great singer, some, some great singers might sing the note and it's not quite exactly right. But in their, in their head, they're hearing it is just spot on. The performance might be perfect, but like the, the pitches might just be like, not quite exactly. Maybe just like, just, just a couple cents off of where they need to be. And one of the interesting things about like the, the average listeners, the average listener can't necessarily tell if something's flat or if something's sharp or what's wrong with something, but the average listener can tell if something is wrong. It's the yeah. uncanny valley. Yeah. Like you don't know what's wrong, but it doesn't look right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. it, so yeah, I mean like it, before uh, auto-tune, the way you would like do a vocal track is you would get maybe like 20 or 30 takes and then you would have to comp, which is when you take a little section of like, okay, well this, this part was, or this take was 80% there. We need to, that other 20% we need to find from the other 19 takes and just like put it in and like, oh, this was a perfect take. 
but uh, you can hear a little click in their voice right there. And it's like, are we going to get rid of that whole thing? It's like, no. But with auto-tune, you can fix that stuff without yeah. having to completely compromise the take in that manner. So that's the like really ideal use. But I do think like there this like the new tools of any caliber, not even just music, like new tools in any industry breed creativity. Yeah. If you know you can do something, if you hear T Pain, you hear share, do something like that, and you're like, oh shit, that unlocked this song that I've been working on for however long yeah i mean the creativity part not that this is like the most noble thing to do but think about auto-tune the news and how huge of a sensation that was yeah well that's that's a great use that's super creative well and and you guys might have said it when i when i stepped out but like the the t-pain's whole thing is that like he liked it as a he's as an effect like he's a great fucking singer Yeah. yeah like that's like and he's a streamer and he's yeah he just well, so, he just won best music streamer yeah <laughs> so, so there can be an art to using auto tune yeah 100%. for sure I mean it's 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 it it can either be used as like a practical tool or as an, an effect and there are lines where you can clearly see that someone's using it because it's like oh you just can't sing right yeah and and, and you can sniff that out though well, that, yeah yeah you're not gonna be able to trick everybody and i don't necessarily like inherently think that there's something like horribly wrong with that unless you're just trying to like trick everybody unless you're like i'm gonna do like maybe it's a funny bit maybe you make it like worth it but like there's there's definitely some some weirdness with artistic integrity somewhere in there where i might have an issue with it but for the most part i don't really have any issue with that kind of stuff you know i think when you look at that for the most part those people the reason i'd be okay with someone who can't sing using auto-tune to have a singing career is like Typically, those people are still massively creative. They just yeah. have something in their mind that they just physically can't do the way. Like, if you're a bad guitarist, to some people it's easier than others, but like, you can just practice that out. Right. I, I would argue that everybody can sing, but maybe not to that like level that we associate because, like, biologically, everyone's different. So, while I, I would argue everybody can sing and you can sing to a great quality not everybody can sound like adele right i totally understand that um and my example on this is always like and i I thought about this after our ai episode last week is that look at lin-manuel miranda that dude is creative about the ass like whether or not you like what he his output is dude's super creative obviously knows what he's doing can he sing Eh. He's not the strongest Super singer. Super eh. Yeah. But like I, I listen to his demos and I think like on the AI discussion, I'm like, man, we could have like probably like fast tracked Hamilton if he was able to like put his demos into an AI software and be like, oh, this is what it could be. And then he can immediately get that going. That's a great example in my head of like, that's a great use of uh, AI art. But then similarly to this is like someone like that, he, I don't think he's the strongest singer there's a way of making his like personal output a lot quicker and better. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and like, like we were talking about before, nine times out of 10, you're not going to notice auto tune. I've been involved in sessions where singers have said, don't use auto tune on my shit. And then like whoever's mixing it, the person will leave the room and and they're just like, cool. Well, I'll use Melodyne, which is essentially (laughs) the same thing. Yeah. It's not auto tune and I'll do that. And then the person's like, go man, that vocal take is great. (laughs) 
That's awesome. I love that shit. That's that. People uh, just think that like the Beatles, they're perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've also been in sessions where it's the flip side. Not necessarily where someone says use auto tune on my stuff, but as soon as auto tune comes up, they're like, oh, I'm such a bad singer. And I'm like, yeah, stop. No. Everyone, everyone Literally gets it. Everyone why, that's why there are erasers, erasers on pencils. Yeah, like, exactly. Everyone yeah. makes mistakes. Yeah. 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 And it's also just like a waste of your time to be in there. It's like, just over and over again just for that perfect take in that manner i understand why some people would want to do that but it's like it's not necessary you're not proving anything by doing that right yeah. i mean yeah. you're, you might be proving it to yourself but at the end of the day no one will know yeah yeah, yeah. and um, and there even for like some bass tracks that i've done there are times where i'm like can we just move that one fucking note over yeah please and yeah. yeah and you do it yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've I've done sessions where they'll just they'll just drag a whole fill that I did and like adjust little tiny parts yeah. of it and that's it. There's, there's no a, shame in that. There's yeah. a weird sense of ownership on a lot of stuff. Like I I'm I've worked with multiple people where like we'll be sounding out like an idea and they'll pick up a guitar and say do something. I'm like that's incredible and they turn and they're like let me teach it to you and I go no you record it. Yeah, I don't right. care. Like yeah. I, I I don't need to be the person playing it. Right. It's, it's just I want the song to sound good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so there were like prominent detractors. I mean, the big one was uh, Jay Z. He had his, mm-hmm. uh, his death to auto tune, death of auto tune, or yeah. death of auto tune. Yeah, that yeah. really big hit. Uh, did you hear what Usher said to T Pain? No. So Usher and T Pain were friends, and apparently Usher. they were at a like I think it was like they were on an airplane together or something like that. Like they were hanging out, uh, and Usher like apparently turned to T Pain and said. I gotta tell you something and he said he was like super serious and so t-pain was like oh he's about to tell me something like really important tell me he loves me yeah like he, he was like this is my friend i love you t-pain <laughs> he's he's about to tell me something important i need to really focus and he and he just apparently usher said to him man you really messed up music for good singers and he said as soon as like apparently usher said more and t-pain said when he heard that he like immediately went into this like did I like, like, this is my friend telling me this. And like, did I actually do that? Like what responsibility do I have? And he said, he like went into this like really dark depression about it. And like, it just really fucked him up. And I was like, that's so fucking shitty. Yeah. That's so shitty to hear. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, if you don't like electronic music or you don't like a specific style of music, that's totally cool. But like, you don't gotta knock it. I mean, it's not oh, like it's country well, music. But like, also, like, why wouldn't you blame? Nice, yeah. Why, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you blame like, like other like like if Usher is like I'm a good singer and there are other good singers and Auto Tune ruined this for good singers. Wouldn't you rather blame like like the bad singers who tried to sell their bad singing and people like that more? Like, exactly. I, I'm, I'm saying good and bad is like a is like a just general like like not saying that the bad singers are bad, but like wouldn't you rather blame Kurt Cobain over Auto Tune? Yeah, it's like yeah. Kurt Cobain pushed this like the the grunge style of singing and people found massive inspiration from that. Not saying it's bad, but it's like the it's it that seems to be more of a deterrent for like people liking quote-unquote good singing than autotune does what's so funny is that like so i don't know if you guys have seen this a lot but there's this prevalent uh trend of hardcore bands becoming these like indie bands or like alternative bands where they go from this like really aggressive just screaming where there's not much tonality to it it's about the aggression um and then they they're like oh i have to sing this chorus now and then you hear it i'm like man, this dude can't sing. And like, it, like, but like that, I'm not complaining. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to name bands just now because I feel like that would be mean. Uh-huh. But like, there's like a band I discovered recently that I'm like, dude, I love this like hardcore to alternative vocal styling because 
I hear him hitting bad notes and it's so endearing that like Midwest emo scene is notoriously that. Yeah. And like, I love that. Yeah. And it's just like, why, why aren't people mad at those people? Like yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. That, that, that to me seems to be more of like a negative to good singers than something like auto tune. Auto tune just seems to be like a, a like, especially at the, especially when you go to T-Pain, it's like T-Pain just use this as, as, as a tool. And yeah, there are idiots who went and not, not idiots, sorry, but like people who like went and <laughs> Tell just, us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> who used it as like the, the, the cheat that Usher is like thinking of it as. But again, I like, I, I still don't really feel like that's a horrible thing, but I, I like that's such a weird thing to just blame T Pain for. Also, it's like, it's like sitting on an airplane with with Michael Jackson and going, "You really ruined walking forwards." <laughs> of, of and that's just the start of the list. You, Shouldn't you, you be blaming fucking weirdo. the moon? Come on, exactly. man. Yeah. Fuck. Um, it, it's just like, yeah, I I don't get it at all. No, that's I don't get yeah. The... What a what a what a, what a dickish thing to say. Yeah, that's not your friend. Yeah, Usher is not well, your friend. I was totally the, prepared for like the wedding proposal, but instead he said this. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you if you're such a good singer that you are like feeling inferior to this, go fucking show us. Go yeah. show yeah. us why this is a bad thing. Yeah, Usher is an incredible singer. His NPR Tiny Desk that he did last year, incredible. One of the also, best. Also, T Pain's Tiny Desk is really good. Yeah, and it's just like that's like that's <laughs> what you need to do. You don't need to be putting people down go out and show people why you what your brand of music yeah bring right. well, you're saying you don't need, need it yeah. yeah yeah like show why you don't need it but like also let other people use it for their own means i mean like like boney Vera is like my favorite example of autotune and i i hesitate to say that because my favorite example is auto of autotune is probably unknown to me right right but my favorite example of obvious auto autotune is pretty much all of Boney Bear's records, but like specifically he has this like one song woods where it's just layered that, upon that, layered. that might be the shining star of like auto tune. Yeah. Like it, the it's, peak of, of the it's technology. like the hallelujah yeah. of auto tune songs. Yeah. It's incredible oh, so watching him do it live. It's just, it's just acapella arguably, you know, with the vocal effects and everything, but it's acapella. There's no other instrumentation except for the auto tune layer voices. And it's just like incredible. Yeah. And he does that shit live too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacob Collier has done a lot of stuff like that, uh, yeah. where, where it has the auto tune sound, but it's done with like keyboard. Well, he has it's well, like he's vocoder, right? Well, yeah. he, well, that's like the talk box or vocoder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To he, be honest, I don't know the difference between those two. He has um, sorry, those two. Vo- <laughs> I think vocoder or talk box is a is uses the hose. Yep, and vocoder doesn't have to use the hose. I have a vocoder that is like it has like a little like um microphone that i just talk into mm, yeah i think i, I think jay collier does use auto-tune though because yeah, uh, because like 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 so he has the thing called a harmonizer which yeah. is like the thing where when he sings a yeah that's it so it's like a piano basically where he'll sing a note and then like he'll play the rest of the harmony and it'll make the like they'll do it's the whole beautiful. yeah um uh, but like that definitely is using auto tune. So even yeah. if like like he has perfect pitch, he has like next level perfect pitch. But he still uses auto tune as a tool, just like anybody else would. Yeah, use it for good and not for evil. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if people were, and maybe this is another episode we can dive into, is like the invention of distortion, as you were talking about, like pedals yeah. and triggering and stuff like that for drums. I wonder if people like felt that way about distortion. Once again, might be a whole different episode, but I remember yeah. like I think yeah. it was um, the Kinks. Yeah. Uh, for you really got me. The way they got that distortion is there wasn't a distortion pedal. No, they so sliced they, their speakers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, like, so that it would make that speaker. flap sound 
Yeah, the flat, <laughs> that kind of sound. That's exactly. Do that That's again. The, you really got me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, it's like I mean, obviously they were upset about it because think about when Bob Dylan went electric. They're just like, I'm what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> what you are you doing? Do you remember that? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, <laughs> are there any other thoughts on autotune? I mean, like it, it's pretty obvious we're cool with it. Yeah, I, I wasn't always cool with it because I was uh, young and I was that kind of person that was like, fucking auto-tune. Like, I, that, that seems like the common thing is it's just kind of childish to hate on yeah. it without knowing like how it could be used or how it can be used correctly. I think most men uh, who grew up in the Western world have an edgelord phase, and that's just part <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, I'm still yeah. going through mine. I think, I think that... Um, there definitely was a time in my life where I probably wasn't cool with it, but I do think that like my, I, I think there's a part of me that's still not cool with it. If you pretend you're not using it and you are using it, that's yeah. kind of where like a that's like a line that I'll be like, that's really fucking annoying. Yeah, just, it's cool that you're just using not it. Just being honest about it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I like, it's like, there's no, like when, if, if there was ever a singer that was like, that was like, yeah, uh, I'm like, I don't use autotune. I'd instantly be like, you probably use autotune. Yeah, like, you, stop, you just don't why know. are you yeah. lying about this? You don't know like, if the engineer has put autotune on Or they're shit. just intentionally lying to make themselves like look better, which is just, yeah. Dude, so. it's the same thing as tracks. It's all the yeah. same shit. Like, yeah. When you talk, and sometimes, you know, I, which I can't really believe we didn't, I can't believe we didn't bring this up yet, but live performances are different than studio recordings. So yeah, yeah. like you have to use more tools in the studio to try and recreate a sound. Yeah. I read something recently that, I didn't really look too much into this, but like apparently Inya has like never the Irish, like I guess pop star. Um, she has never gone on tour and like has barely ever played shows. And it was purely because she would like get in the studio and like have the whole world at her like fingertips. And then she was like, how, how could I do that live? Yeah. And wow. she has huh. said recently that she's at the point where she's like, I could do it now. I could do this live because of all the tools we have. That's cool. Yeah. And like just, yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. But it's, it's the same thing because it does, I think seeing, I've been in bands before where we could never recreate what we do live uh, in the studio. Queen couldn't do it for Bohemian Rhapsody. If you yeah. look at the live videos that they ever did of that song, it either cut out that middle section or the stage would go dark and then a video screen would come up. It would yeah. play the music video. Try yeah. and tell all the fucking people who are uh, like anti-auto tuners like, oh, well, Queen did this. And they'd be like, well, fucking Freddie Mercury could fucking sing though. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but they couldn't do that. Like, so like, <laughs> is that the same? So, yeah. 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 Um, Any additions to auto tune? Are we, we good to wrap up? Wrap it up. I, I do want, before we uh, get into our last section of the episode, like I, I do think like musical technology is a, a cool uh, idea of being able to go into different things as we said maybe distortion we did auto-tune this week so if you have some type of thing like you know synthesis synthesizers uh anything like that that you think might be cool to like know a bit more history about uh that's a good way to like uh, reach out to us let us know yeah so yeah yeah are we ready to do what we're listening to yeah what's everybody listening to uh i listened to the new miley cyrus record yeah a couple times mm -hmm. i had high hopes for it after we streamed last friday yeah I get about four songs into it, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a fucking well, dance record. Okay. All right. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm I'm, I'm still going to try. But yeah. yeah. And obviously, we're both going to say Theo. Yeah, 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 That shit is gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Gold. So good. Gold. Uh, has more than 10 songs, though. It does. Well, it does. There's at least 10 good his, songs. His, 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 his last <laughs> one I had like 12. This. 10 good songs, and I'm like, 
Which one's the bad one though? <laughs> His <laughs> last one, one had twelve, like? that, and it was also ten good songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So my 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 main one is is Theo Katzman. The album's called Be the Wheel. I mentioned it on our live stream on Friday. Um, it is a wonderful album. There are eleven songs on the ten good songs. Um, but I the, the the one caveat that I'll give to the album is um, just uh, you know I, I don't necessarily think it's like a like a driving record. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's like a workout record or like a you know it's it's a it's a it's a very like you, you want to listen to it in a really like relaxed setting, I think is like the the best thing for it. Which is weird because I found that I have I found that his all of his other albums I could listen to in any setting and be good, um, with the exception of a few songs. But the albums were all around; just I could listen to it wherever. This one I was like, I don't know if I like. I think it's a perfect album, but I'm not always gonna listen to it, um, like in every single setting. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are both the two albums I've been listening to. I like Damn them it. both. Um, <laughs> You like the Miley record? Yeah, I did actually. It okay. it was different from the previous one, like substantially different. I would yeah. say, yeah, but feels related still, and that worked for me. I don't know. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that. <laughs> I did. He totally. He, 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 he zoned out entirely while we were talking yeah. about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I've really been listening to. All I, I could think was, I got a burp. I got a burp so bad. <laughs> you can, I think you could hear it in the mic when that burp uh, percolated. Uh, it was not it was the entire time. <laughs> it was right before I did it. Um, it was right as I knew it was coming to me. I was like, all right, I'm just going to have to do it in the mic. Um, thank you. Uh, the, the, all the Dr. Pepper know me. Um, <laughs> what I've been really listening to this week, I, I'm not gonna talk about right now because i think uh, if uh, things go right we're gonna talk about it next week but uh there is a record that i've been listening to for a couple weeks now um and it is uh by a band called chat pile it's their uh record god's country i am quickly realizing that all these records that i'm getting really into i stopped listening to anthony fantano maybe a year year and a half ago and not because i'm like oh i'm anti that but i was just like i don't know i just like naturally stopped and um these like that that model actress record I was super into. I found out oh fuck he was super into it. This band chat pile, uh, I found out he was super into it, and I was like fuck man, I'm just like literally following like <laughs> just like a week behind Dude, him on accident. Chat pile it goes fucking so hard. Yeah, and they're they're from Oklahoma City, yeah, and they're playing like venues that like I've been that, to no, plenty no, of time that we play yeah yeah, yeah. And so yeah. like it's like it, it's kind of cool to see that but like how i discovered them is they uh opened up for lingua ignota on her most recent um tour once again another fantano universe uh uh member and yeah this album god's country is just it's fucking great there's a song called why on it um and it is literally him just uh like yelling why do people have to live outside why <laughs> and it's like it's it, it's like potent lyrically, but it's also like kind of funny how aggressive he is, and like his screaming style is not like that kind of like the like guttural like like really professional sounding one. It like sounds very like desperate and yeah. like mm. it it's very emotional. And I was like, man, this is the metal I like. The last song is called Grimace underscore Smoking underscore Weed dot JPEG. <laughs> it's nine minutes long, but yeah, yeah, great record. Um, <laughs> Uh, stay tuned for next week to see what I've actually been listening to over and over again. Cliffhanger. Great. Anybody got anything else? No. Anything nope. anybody wants to plug? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. We got plenty of things. Uh, for me, uh, personally, I'll let y'all plug the, our shared thing. That's not funny. <laughs> um, for me, personally, as we're... Uh, as we're uh, <laughs> releasing this, uh, you know, we're we're, st- album? <laughs> we're 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 streaming this uh, is Adam our, <laughs> our shared thing, uh, our shared that, thing. That we got to plug. We're gonna plug him after this. Oh fuck, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, yeah. So we uh, stream this on Mondays, then release it as the podcast on Wednesdays. But every Tuesday for the next five weeks, I'm going to be releasing in uh, like an edited uh, video of me performing the, like I mentioned it over and over again, the Juno soundtrack that I did. Um, we uh, filmed the set at the Texas theater, the most recent one. So we, there will be five videos coming out one every week, starting every Tuesday, starting this Tuesday. So it's awesome. So yesterday, for yeah, people listening yeah Wednesday. for our audio listeners there's yeah. one already up go look at it uh, <laughs> i'm gonna send adam the the link to my youtube channel but it's just under my name jackson russo r-u-s-s-o you can spell jackson he's in the chat actually if you're in the live stream you can just you can just click that right there and go yeah, to his that, youtube yeah. that is my youtube yeah um moniker will be our band moniker that's our that's our shared plug thing right yeah. Mon- yeah yeah okay, yeah yeah uh, unless y'all want to do something else if you have shows you want to plug <laughs> Uh, external to moniker we're gonna be um in oklahoma city on march 24th at the 51st street speakeasy really excited i've played that venue uh a few months ago and it is such a good time so if you are in oklahoma city or if you have any friends in oklahoma city uh come through it's gonna be a great time march 24th at 51st street speakeasy uh foxboroughs is playing and spin cycle right this other band spin cycle mm-hmm. it's gonna be a great time yeah uh, food poisoning permitted. Yep. Oh yeah. Does uh, anybody got? Uh, do you guys want to talk shit about that real quick? <laughs> I'm totally happy to. Go for it. Air it. Air those grievances. So we played a show, <laughs> and you guys, you guys uh, heard us plug it last week. Um, one of the bands, the prescriptions had to drop because their van was stolen. Which, totally by the way, reasonable. Here's a good plug. <laughs> uh, their van was stolen. The prescriptions. Uh, they're from Nashville, correct? Yeah. Uh, their entire van was stolen. Their gear was in it. They have really nice gear. But regardless, don't steal people's shit, no matter how nice it is. Um, but it was stolen in New Orleans at the like beginning of their tour. So if you go to their Instagram or any of their socials, you can find details on this. So go, go look at it. See if you happen to know anything or happen to see or uh, any of that. Or wait, they might they might post it at GoFundMe too. So just like yeah, exactly. go 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 follow them, go support them. They are they are awesome, awesome dudes. Luckily they did make it to South by yeah. uh, without all their gear. So I assume they're renting whatever. But uh super sad. Makes sense why they had to drop the show. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we had another touring act who we were supposed to be supporting, so we were like, okay, well let's keep the show going so we can, you know, support them. Um they just didn't show up. Yeah, and and the way that I guess it was discovered by the venue was that someone came in like to the venue and was like, "Hey, uh, even though both the touring bands dropped, is the show still going on?" And the venue was like, "Both? Yeah, Bofa? Like what? <laughs> yeah. Both of these bands?" So we're sitting there, so and they didn't tell the venue they anybody just posted about it somewhere. No, well, no, 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 no. They didn't post about it until halfway through Hagen's first set. Yeah. And like I saw, and it, it was basically like I have a bad case of food poisoning. Won't make it tonight. It's like even if that's true, which I don't believe it was. No, that sounds like bullshit. Even if it was true, <laughs> fucking tell people because yeah, you got you got to do something. Like yeah. even if all the bands were truly local in the sense of like oh, just ten minutes down the road, like 
first of all, that's rude to fuck them over like that. But what's super rude is like all the staff who showed up expecting to get paid by like bar and stuff like that. Yeah. Are now getting screwed over by all your fans not being able to show up and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Super unprofessional. And I like I've simmered from it, but that that was like the most un unprofessional shit I've ever tickets were sold. Yeah. yeah. Online tickets were sold. Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. Don't do that. Yeah, actually that that is pretty fucked up then. Yep. Like, yep. Especially fucked up for people attending the show. And well, they yep. still played an, a show the next day. The next like, day. Well, the food poisoning wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, bad I, enough they couldn't let us know. I don't feel too bad about that. That look, I, I'm not naming and shaming them. You can obviously figure it out uh, who I'm talking <laughs> about. But it's like, dude, what the fuck? That's so shitty. Like, yeah. yeah. You can do better, and like, I'm totally. I'm not saying like you can't make mistakes. Like, you you can come back from that. Obvious. Here's and, a great example. You could come back from that. But like. Don't fucking do that. Well, yeah. and Hagen had to play three sets in a row that night. Well, I, I the think about Hagen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like the 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 interesting thing was that like it it's it's one thing to to you know to not tell people, but it's also one thing to post about it like during like what you know showtime is. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you not show up to work and then during your shift like post on social media that you're sick? Yeah, like yeah. I, I, that's super fucking weird. So we made a good. Yeah, we made, like we had a good night out of a like a made, bad situation. Made the best out of out of all of it. We so. ended yeah. up playing like two sets. We like we had a bunch of songs that like we hadn't like rehearsed, but we were like, fuck it, let's just play it. So like yeah. that for us as the band, obviously your first we did band a great had job. to like scoot because they had other gigs. Yeah. But like we we recovered the night as best as we could. Um so like I, I don't want to sound like oh poor me. Like I had a great night. Yeah. But like damn. Don't do that. That like I was shocked at that like unprofessionalism. Yeah, it was it was uh, especially posting about it mid show. It seems like it would just be almost better if they just didn't post about it. Yeah, and you yeah. guys were just left wondering like, oh, I wonder what happened to so and so. Just send a picture of your toilet. Yep, that's that's <laughs> that's, that's the better. only way we're gonna believe that it. is yeah. definitely better. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening and watching, everybody. <laughs> we really appreciate you guys being here. If you haven't already, please subscribe on whatever podcast app you are using to listen to this. Um, if you're on YouTube, please like and subscribe what you're watching right now because that helps us out a whole lot. Uh, likes push the fucking video and the algorithm. It's really nice if you like it. It's free. It's free and subscribe. It's We're, free. We, we, we want to get more of those subscribers. Um, if you're on social media, you can follow us on Instagram, DFTA podcast. You can follow us on TikTok, Don't Be the Artist. Um, if you uh, have any, what was your what was your email suggestion? The oh, like uh, music technology. Yeah, music technology stuff. Yeah, if you have any thoughts on music technology, we should talk about. Uh, email us at autotune at don'tfeedtheartist.com. At bb8 at don'tfeedtheartist.com. bb8 at don'tfeedtheartist. bb8 and Tom York. What's uh, their fan fiction name? With their, uh, their, their ship, ship, their ship name. name. Um, Tom Eight. No. Tom Bait. Tom Eight. Tom Bait. Tom Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Bait. <laughs> BB York. Uh, BB so, York. That's it. BB York. Yeah, BB York. Yeah. BB York's yeah. pretty. Yeah. York. yeah. Uh, so email us at BB York at don'tfeedtheartist.com. You can also DM our socials, comment on the YouTube video. We want to hear from you guys. So if you have uh, any topic suggestions you want to say hi anything at all please send us a message thanks for watching thanks for listening we appreciate you guys so much and fuck off get your <laughs> oh, but I there we go one. where is it you don't where need is it. it don't auto-tune me he auto-tuned me yep get the fuck out of here <sighs> I'm wondering dave do you even know that's the wrong droid <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>